and welcome to Around the Console. And this is not your usual motley crew uh, of uh, participants this time. This is the Trek This Out crew. Uh, they've all decided to join me today uh, in light of a Doctor Who podcast day. So I'm going to introduce Deb. Hello. Uh, Drew. Hello. Andrea. Hello. And special guest participant is young Mr. Bruce Wayne. Oh, Master Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Hello. <laughs> Can't stop singing now, can you? Yes. You know, that's uh, the first word I ever said was Batman. Why? Well, it was a lot. My brother used to go around going, na 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 Batman. So I did the na 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 nas first. Uh, and then I went, Batman, that was the first word I said. There you go. I don't know what you're saying in front of Bruce Wayne for. He's got nothing to do with Batman. Uh, apparently they met once. Uh, really? Same, I've never known the them to town. be in the same room. From the same town. Interesting, interesting. Uh, yeah. So I've got this uh, crew together to discuss uh, the new episodes of Doctor Who, the specials that are going to be shown in November. And we're just going to go around the uh, console and have a word as to what we're expecting, what we're looking forward to. Uh, what we're going to be thinking about when Shooty Gatwell actually takes over the role uh, at Christmas time, unless there's rumours that he might actually be in the specials as well. So let's go around the console, and as it says, we'll have Deb first. I'm trying to avoid spoilers, really, because I am so much looking forward to it. Um, I was, well, I still am. I love David Tennant, I love the Tenth Doctor. And I'm really excited to see uh, what happens with that. And I love sex education. I think Shooty's an amazing actor. So I'm, I'm just very excited. And the guest stars that have been announced are just incredible. Um, again, you know, possibility of a musical episode there. Okay. Uh, yeah, excited. I did. Drew. Yeah, I mean, I, I could basically repeat exactly what Debbie's just said. I'm really big David Tennant fan. Love Shooty. He is excellent, and the pictures of him in the in the uh, in the Doctor Who suit look excellent. It, I'm really looking forward to him starting. Maybe we won't see him though in in the uh, new episodes. Who knows? I've got some things that I would not be looking forward to. I don't want any more big universe ending stories or reality breaking. Let's go a bit small scale if possible. You know, the, the, the universe has been on the edge of being destroyed so many times in Doctor Who. Let's keep it a little bit small scale and a bit more, you know, everyday people can can enjoy I, I just feel back to when when david tennant was originally on everyone was talking about doctor who in the office and oh did you see doctor who last night and and that's a little bit gone because i think everything's got a bit more complicated and frantic in doctor who i just hope they go back to that small scaleness okay uh well with russ t davis he does sometimes go big towards the end of his season finales but maybe these first three episodes uh, might just get bigger and bigger and bigger. Andrea? Mm. Um, so I think I sort of cast my mind back to around the time of the 50th 
Um, and I went into that completely off the hype train because I think I, I think I had a time where I think I fell out of love with Doctor Who a little bit towards kind of the back end of Series 6, like beginning of Series 7. I kind of drifted away for a while. Um, so it was something I just kind of stuck on. It was like, oh, like, yeah. I was kind of out of the, the kind of spoiler hounds and people getting photographs of, of people on set and stuff and i did that for a season of doctor who where it was literally i followed every like sniff of a spoiler and i ruined i ruined a season for myself so, so i'll never do that again um and i feel like i'm a little bit off the hype train again and i think that's probably a good thing because i just went into a thing i'm just going to watch this and whatever comes comes and, and and i'll just take what's there um but just picking up on what drew said i think around that kind of david Tennant time um, I was kind of I was teaching in Main Street at the time um, and had a year seven tutor group. And there was a wee boy who would come and tell me that he would come and describe the plot of, of Saturday's Doctor Who to me. Did you watch it? And then he would tell me everything that happened in it. And there were a lot of kids on board with that. And I would like to get that kind of that hype with kids back. I think that would be really, really good because um, I, I don't see as many kids who are in Doctor Who as I used to, I don't think. So I, I would like to get kids back into the show. I think that would be a really good thing to come off the back of this. So that's where I'm at at the moment. Cool. Thanks for that, Andrea. Uh, go on then, Bruce. What do you think? I'd, it's a case of having hope. Um, I really think they missed a trick and during Jodie Whittaker's years, and it wasn't as strong as it should have been. And I, I'm sort of upset that that that's almost sort of killed that chance at the minute. Um, I loved David Tennant, and I did like the Russell T Davies years, but I have to be honest, most of my favourite stories, even from his period, were the Stephen Moffat ones. And I enjoyed it probably more when he took over as the showrunner. So I've got hope that Russell T Davies, I mean, I do love the guy's work and outside of Doctor Who as well. And I know he will do something good. And I'm hoping that whatever he does can get that re-engagement with people again. Like Andrea says, there's a lot of people over the last few years seem to have been put off. And I think that's a real shame. And we, we need something to drag it back in and get people watching again so they can then move it on. And with the talk there's been about you know, additional budget because of deals that have been done in the background and extra money coming in, you hope that that's not just chucked at it in the hopes that that makes it stick and that it's something a bit more substantive. Um, I like Jodie, um, and I think she. The thing is, is that often young fans, new fans, are not the people that we see on social media. And I think she did bring new fans, just not maybe the uh, the people that are allowed on social media are, are, are not the people that mm. that kind of liked it. But um, but I, I I hopefully there were some episodes that I think were quite stand out uh you know the was it nancy seacole that um any anything that has sontara uh is good in my books um but uh yeah i i i, I kind of I, I hope that it that the series will will go up in um as as, as people look back on it uh it tried to push the barriers but it didn't always succeed I think she was great. She was very uh, David Tennant, sort of 110% enthusiasm. But 
but I think uh, I think she's all right. Do you want me to do a bit of name dropping? My friends um, uh, is friends with Russell T Davies's sister. That's it, and she made the cakes for her birthday party. All oh, right, okay. I know Craig's uh, Craig's uh, friends with uh, uh, one of Russell T friend Russell T Davies's friends as well. So they're quite uh, uh, they're back little, she lives uh, in little back and forth. That was okay. as good as I can do. All right, Molly Sultan's me. It's like, you know, <laughs> what the tenuous... That's it. That was it. Yeah, I, I was Molly Sultan's bridesmaid as well. Have I never mentioned that? Who's bridesmaid, sorry? M Molly Sugden. Molly Sugden, as in, are oh, you being served, Molly Sugden? I feel like, just if you haven't seen Little Britain, then it is Little Britain, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you haven't seen Little Britain, I was confusing myself there. If you haven't seen Little Britain, then that, that reference makes no sense whatsoever. But... It's, I love name dropping, and uh, that's, that's the, <laughs> that is the correct answer. Molly Seconds, bridesmaid. Right, okay. <laughs> I met David Tennant, too. Okay, now you're just name dropping the left, right, and centre for no reason Separate at all, phone. just to just to put me off. Um... <laughs> yeah, it's getting late. <laughs> it is lady night. Uh, me personally, I am really looking forward to these episodes coming on. I know we were very positive about uh, the Chibnall era, or Jodie in particular. Uh, I think she was just sort of let down with some of the stories that she was given. Um, but we were quite positive on the whole through the uh, actual uh, era. Uh, the start, uh, we've got the titles for these three new stories coming up. So you've got the Star Beast, the Wild Blue Yonder, and the Giggle. And now I know how spoilery do you guys want to be because I do know some stuff that's going to come up in the episode. Now, so you've got to tell me now before I start letting some information go. I, I know about... Um, uh, a okay, bit before about you pass any... Don't pass any just in case somebody does want... <laughs> the, the, man, the man whose initials are NP... Um, yeah, H. And... and uh, Okay, and if the, it's all in the trailer, that's all right. Yeah, 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 fine. Yeah, Neil Patrick mm. Harrison, the, the toy maker. Mm. That is going to be so exciting. Is right. it cause that confirmed? Because I, I think that was that was my instinct from watching the trailer that we were going to get the Celestial Toy Maker, but I don't because I've I've been kind of I haven't been like delving into it. Has that been sort of? Has that been or is that still sort of fan conjecture? Because it's it's still fan conjecture. It's not nothing's been confirmed. It's there's a lot of people thinking it is going to be um, the Celestial Toymaker coming back, uh, which uh, long-term fans know is like a 1960s character from the William Hartnell era. And he was meant to come back in a Colin Baker story before they, uh, that season was abandoned uh, altogether. So this is, if this is, if he is coming back, then this is the first time that we're going to see him on the telly for nearly 50 years. Over 50 years, actually. The, the pictures do look pretty. Certainly. Yeah, the trailer looks absolutely wicked. Andrea? I, I really like Neil Patrick Harris as well. I think he's, he's yeah. a really good casting mm -hmm. choice. Um, and a sort of, you know, I, I think a lot of people probably know him from kind of musical background, but like if you've seen kind of the Harold and Kumar films, he's really good at sending himself up. I think he's got a lot of range there, so I think he'll bring quite a lot. Um, and he, from the bits in the trailer, he, he comes across as pretty sinister, I think. I think he's, he's got good villain written all over him, so I, I really like that choice. Um, and I think visually it looked quite good as well. It seems to be good. They seem to be going back to a big, more fantasy-based uh, storylines uh, in this, at least, at least for the Neil Patrick Harris one, which we don't know which one he's actually appearing in. 
Right, because I do know the first one's called The Star Beast, which is based on a comic strip uh, from the uh, Doctor Who Weekly back in the day, uh, 1979. And that's based on that story. But we don't know which episode Neil Patrick Harris is, whether he's in Wild Blue Yonder or The Giggle. According to IMDb, he's in the third one, The, the Giggle. The Giggle. Yeah. I got to say, he's, he is actually listed on there as the Celestial Toy Maker. Oh, but that could just be, as as you said in the oh, pre- I, I, fan wanker there, fan wanker <laughs> where people just decided they want to mm. uh, uh, believe what they're seeing themselves. If you've all seen the trailers, uh, we've got the return of some major characters from uh, the uh, original Christopher Eccleston, uh, David Tennant era of the show uh, when Rose uh, Tyler was in the show, uh, Billy Piper. Uh, so, uh, what do you think of them returning to some of these characters? Well, it's Bernard Cribbins. That's the yeah. only one I've seen. Uh, and uh, I- I'm going to burst into tears. I just love Bernard Cribbins. Huge part of my childhood. Um, and uh, I wish I'd met him, really. And told, well, I'm sure many people told him what a wonderful man. Yeah. So. Yeah. Fantastic, he was. Um, I mean, not, I, yeah, just just oozes warmth, doesn't he? And and charisma in whatever character he played. Mm. Um, so it's going to be a nice send off for him because I think that's the last thing he he did. Yeah, I think he was uh, in a, a retirement home and he wasn't acting. So he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and I think a lot of his scenes were sort of cut short because I think. The, the, the filming was a bit too much from what I believe I've heard um, I got it wrong it's not <laughs> it's Catherine Tate's era uh, which is there uh, Jackie and uh, yes Jackie and her uh, Catherine Tate's husband Donna Noble's husband I think one of the really sort of the strengths of sort of the RTD era is I think if you watch the episodes back I think they feel kind of dated but I don't want to say that sort of soapy element but that kind of almost that kitchen sink element and that just writing normal people in sort of in comedic but relatable ways and I think writing characters that people liked I think that was what he brought to that show um and I think people bought into those characters over time and the the I think it was it was a change I think um I think that the characters were much more kind of, they were people from the estate rather than people from the country estate um and I think he brought that kind of sort of everyday drama um and and those those kind of regular characters that, that and, I, and I think that's what he brought I think when you watch the episodes back now that sort of 2005-ish kind of television seems a bit like you can see it, it feels a bit old hat I think it, it feels a little bit dated in places um but I think characters what he does really well so I think I think we maybe need a bit of that because I think sometimes I think they've tried to write characters and I don't think they've always kind of... I think they tried it in the sort of last year where you think about kind of Graham and that family unit. I think they could have been written a bit better. Um, and it's not that I totally dislike that. I, I like the storyline. I like the relationship between sort of Ryan and Graham and, and sort of the, the loss of somebody. I, I think those threads were there. I just think he's, he's really got that touch for it that makes it, people who maybe aren't massive Doctor Who fans just buy into the people in the story. So I'd like to see that. I think it goes in cycles, doesn't it? I mean, the fact that we've had sort of small-scale stories 
during Russell T Davis's era at first run, and they were right, uh, and you people got into them because they were small and you could understand the characters, and you could because uh, they were regular, semi-regular characters in the background or the what. And then you come to later eras where it just seemed to expand a little more, and they were uh, concentrating on things around the characters rather than uh, the uh, the stories on based on the characters. I'm hoping that they will go back to what he used to do before. And remember, he's had more experience of writing these sort of things since with years and years, which is a big ensemble piece. Uh, it's a sim, which is a big ensemble piece. Uh, so, he, I mean, he's been an expert at it for many years, but he's, I think he went up a notch during those, during those years and come back. Because once you leave a job, usually when somebody leaves uh, a television job, they don't usually go back to it. And he seems to have come back to it with Judy Gardner and uh, the other uh, production uh, person that they've got, uh, and they've come back to it just to get this story that he wants to tell again. And he's back, basically got his whole crew back together again. Phil Collins and I think's back as well. Murray Gold's back. There's loads of people back from that original era. I think he went out on a high as well. I mean, if you think back at that kind of point where he sort of bowed out of the shore, it was probably, it was at the absolute peak of its popularity. It was like, it was everywhere. It was like the most watched, talk, most talked about thing. And I think he, he went out when it was it was still at its peak, um, which I think leaves the door open for you to come back rather than kind of maybe if he'd continued. Or people, I think that you would get you would get that effect eventually where people would start to get a bit more tired of it or you'd start to run out of ideas. And I don't know, I was kind of in two minds. I sometimes think, can you go back? Like we're going back to the to where we were in, in sort of 2006, 2007, like with the, the same showrunner, the same actor, like are we trying to recreate something that can't be recreated? But I'm kind of hoping Tennant plays his Doctor slightly differently. I, I don't kind of want a Tenry. I, I hope he plays it as a, as, a, as a new Doctor. That would be quite interesting to see. Well, so, they, they have said it isn't the Tenth Doctor. It isn't the original David Tennant Doctor. This is a new version of the Doctor, which is the 14th Doctor. Uh, so we will have a different version. We, we've we not actually seen too much of the Doctor speaking and doing anything, apart from a bit of running around and a bit of grimacing at the camera, and that's about it, uh, which is a David Tennant trope anyway. But So we're, uh, this is definitely going to be a new version of a, an old character. So hopefully it will be a lot different and it ain't going to be retreading old ground. And this is what we're all looking forward to. Uh, okay. Uh, this what... reminded me, um, which was, I'm sorry, I, I, my brain it sometimes goes off on the thing. But um, I was just looking it up, actually, to send it to you. There's an amazing, um, uh, I, but my favourite comedy writer is John Finnemore, who is now getting more well known because he's co-written the series two of Good Omens. Um, and he did uh, a brilliant sketch, which was kind of based a bit on Russell T Davis, and um, it's hard to just, but it's uh, yeah, it, I, I don't think it gives away too much. But it's the man who makes the noise, who wants to make the noise of the TARDIS, and as he grows up, and he's got a Welsh accent, um, it's absolutely committed. Because this is what he wants to do when he grows up, and he goes through uh, his absolute career. Um, and but yeah, I'll, I'll send you the link. It's uh, it's brilliant, and that's kind of 
it reminded me what you were saying is that Russell T Davis, his heart has always been in Doctor Who, hasn't it? Really, um, it's got this opportunity with this new funding as well to do extra things to get new guest stars. Uh, you know, Neil Patrick Harris, King George the Third. Who think you'd get King King George the Third? Um, Lenny Rush, who uh, isn't a big star but will be. Um, I think he's so funny. Um, uh, it, it's it's exciting what's going on, and uh, uh, and Shooty is a. I was going to say a brave choice. He's not because he's for the people that know him through sex education. He's an incredible comedy and mm. as well as that, a, a deep emotional actor. If you've seen uh, Sex Education, the storyline when he goes to Africa and sees his family uh, and where his family first came from, the family that still live there. Oh, it's, I, I'm really, really, really excited. Yeah, I mean, you're saying Russell T Davis has always uh, his heart's been in in Doctor Who because I remember when um, Queer as Folk was on, one of the characters there was a big um, Doctor Who fan, wasn't he? And this well predated uh, Russell mm. T Davis working on Doctor Who. And I remember also he had a uh, a model of K nine in Queer as Folk, didn't he? I I'd love if K nine comes back. I mean, he's a timeless character, isn't he? If it is John Leeson in the IMDb anywhere, it'd be great to have a canine back in the new I, series i can always put him in because you know i've got an account yeah. so i can always bang yeah. him in i can bang him into a classic show if you want me to i'll put him <laughs> into uh, something like uh, an earthly child canine was there in the background definitely after these specials there are rumors of spin-offs right have anybody of you any of you heard about these spin-offs because there is supposed to be like a unit spin-off for one and uh, there is apparently also might have been a young, younger adult one might be coming in the vein of a Sarah Jane Smith adventures uh, show. So I think spin-offs have, have kind of been a bit of a mixed bag, haven't they? Because I think sort of the Sarah Jane stuff, uh, it was it was pitched at kids, but then adults watched it as well. Um, and I think that had quite a good run. Um I quite, I, I know I'm probably in a massive minority, but I quite enjoyed class. I, I felt quite sad that that didn't get another season because I thought that was quite interesting and a little bit different. Um, I think sort of, I think the problem they always have is, I think without the Doctor, I think they, I, I think Sarah Jane was an established kind of character to kind of be the glue for that. So I think they need to, I think to make it successful, certainly initially, I think they need to put someone in there that the audience know. And I think that's probably why why class didn't gel that well for a lot of people, because other than the first episode, the Doctor went and then it was a whole new cast. Um, so I think you kind of, you need someone in there who's who's a familiar face to, to make it work, which seems a shame because I think like doing something new and different in that universe, you know, wouldn't be a problem to me. But I, th- I think to make it sell, yeah, I think that's probably the route that they need to go down. Yeah, I, I say I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, I think that of the ones mentioned, it's likely is that the unit one would work best because it'll become, I suppose, almost like a torture 2.0. And mm. that's what they did with that. And it was always a shame when that sort of petered out because, yeah, it was actually really good. And, and really enjoyable. It just didn't get quite the traction that yes, yeah, it really should have done. Um, but that's what it started with: is you've got to take one of those characters out. Now, whether that's one of the reasons why Bonnie Langford's coming into these 
um, because that's going to be the link, or whether it'll even be a Donna Noble one. But, yeah, it's that transferable character that everybody knows. And Unit has a breadth of stories there that you could potentially tell that don't necessarily rely on the Doctor being there. The characters coming back, uh, we've got Mel, uh, uh, not rumoured, she has been seen. Uh, so, but she she might also be in these three specials that are coming up, which is definitely in the the new series because uh, she's acting with shooting at her. Um, but the other one that seems to be keep rumor, uh, big rumors about was Freeman Adjuman. Uh, she might be back. Um, so they could base a spin off, a unit spin off around her and Kate Lethbridge Stewart. The other spin off I just realised that they were, they've been sort of mentioning has been a Monsters Anthology series where they will have uh, separate stories but with different monsters each week. Uh, so that's another thing that's been rumoured. Uh, so which, uh, uh, if they do really, really good monster stories for each of these classic monsters or brand new series monsters, I'm really looking forward to that if they decide to do that. Can we have a musical Cyberman episode then? <laughs> <laughs> Well, they do it, seem to be picking Neil Patrick Harris, Jonathan Groff, um, King George III. Yeah. I just think, I think these people are, that have got musical backgrounds. I mean, Mel, Mel, uh, yeah. Uh, Bonnie Langford has got a musical background. It's just coincidence. I really do think it's just coincidence. And people have got, oh, Jonathan Groff, uh, and, uh, what, who, who else did you say? Jonathan Groff, Mel, uh, Neil Patrick Bonnie, Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. They're just, I think they're all in separate episodes. I don't think they're all going to come together to do a musical episode, no matter how much some of us may wish for it. I think Shooty can sing too. Yeah, I was going to say, just those Cybermen, they're crying out to do a chorus line. All oh, stood yeah. in a row, doing the high kicking. It, yeah. it just, obviously, a Dalek can't high kick, so yeah. it's got to be the Cybermen. Are we going to have Cybermen in the style of proper Cybermen, or are we going to have Cybermen in the style of Cyberwoman? That's it, because with the skimpy clad Cyberwoman that they had in uh, Tortured. Mm. Uh, I, th- I, th- I think we ought to actually go back to the original Cybermen, because oh. they, they, they weren't quite so clunky as, as the ones from the modern era. I think they were. Do you know something? I think they were clunky. Because they had to stand up, they had to sit down all the while because the the machinery that was holding was quite quite heavy. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of talking. Probably, I think it was Patrick Troughton here onwards when they lost the the big boxes. They were carrying around their shopping in, obviously, <laughs> keeping themselves. Yeah, and it was when they became that that sort of classic Cyberman that lasted quite a while. I want to see the Viagra monsters back. Sorry, Andrea. I was just going to say, are we talking like, like I, I, I'm loath to bring this up, are we talking like a Bill Potts type Cyberman? Ooh. Are we talking that era, like Cyberman? Yeah, well, the original era and the Bill Potts era Cyberman, they're the ones with just a stocking over their face yeah. and the clunky box. They'd no, be no, a bit more uh, adapted. I'm talking uh, the, ones, the, the ones that ran into more the Tom Baker era. Of the silver suited ones, mm. silver suits. I don't think they'll be able to do high kicks. I'm telling you that. <laughs> no. uh, right. Is there anything else you are looking forward to on this um, 
on these new uh, shows that are coming up in November and in the new year? Everything. 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 I've just Have you seen much about the Doom thing? Doomsday. Yeah, the character. Yeah, uh, I've I've got... uh, uh, I think uh, the magazine printed a story, which is the first hour, and then they've done uh, audio stories and I think a book or a comic comic strip. And uh, to be honest, it's there for people that want to actually follow it. It's not for me. Carry on. I'm quite happy for you guys to do it. We did do Time Lord Victorious on this pod- podcast and we were happy to do that. But this has an appeal to me, in my appeal to other people, and I'm happy for you guys to carry on. I'm not going to moan about it. What are you, have you seen it yourselves? Have you followed any of it? No, nope. no. Nope. I, I um, I've seen the 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 insults because I follow the actor Suze Kempner because she's a comedian. Uh, uh, I've met her. I was bridesmaid. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um I don't know, yeah, chatted to her, but um she she um she's nice and she's getting so much nastiness from people. I think you're actually right, you know, it's like well it's not for me. Um and it's very ambitious really to be putting something on a on a different medium really, or different mediums. It, it's been done before because, as I says, we did it last year for Time Lord Victorious, where it was all sorts of different mediums from Big Finish to comic books to YouTube wow. videos to uh, books. And they just, you didn't have to buy everything. Uh, but I think for this Dooms, Doomsday, it's a 24 hour period. And the sort of, even though this, it's sort of connected as you go along. But I, I believe you don't have to buy everything to be able to carry on uh, enjoying Doomsday. But as I says, I'm not going to be following that myself. Others, they want to, by all means. I've seen the hate that's on there. That doesn't appeal to me. If you don't like no. it, don't like it. Just just yeah. move on. You've got your yeah, own stuff. Past. It's yeah, very personal past. as well. Very but personal. It's, it's one of them things. It's one of them things. We have got some fans that really take it to the limit really uh we are gonna wind this up now i think uh, let's wind it up on a more positive note though yes. me going on about horses what would you like to wind wind it up <laughs> all right let's say one thing each that we're really excited about i'm excited um well i'm excited about everything but i'm excited I'm excited for Shooty, really. The new life that he's going to bring into it, the energy to have such a young, talented, vibrant actor coming in. Um, although we've got someone with experience, Trek, uh, <laughs> uh, Doctor Who um, history, we've got someone that's coming in that is going to bring a new energy, a new life, and. I'm just very excited. I love David Tennant anyway, but um, so that's going to be a good bit. But I think we, we're entering a new year era. Very excited. I, I'm going to cheat because I'm going to say I'm just excited that it's back full stop and that it's back with firstly David Tennant to kickstart it, 
but then I'm even probably more excited for going after him as well and having somebody totally new to see what they do with it. I think Donna Noble deserved better. Um, so I, I really want that to be resolved in, in a way that makes me feel happier because um, I was one of those people who probably sort of took the news of, of Catherine Tate's casting through slightly gritted teeth um, but was happy to be proved wrong. Um, so I, I really want Donna to have a, a more satisfying end to her time, I think, with the Doctor. I, I, I want that to to turn out better. Um, and also, I've just seen the Barbie movie. Um <laughs> Kind of in it briefly. Um, the, the, there are no there are no clues there. I don't think I'm giving anywhere spoilers for for Barbie or anything else. There, he's not in the film massively, um, but I'm quite excited about the Doctor's outfits because I genuinely think that guy could wear anything and make it look good. So that, that's something um, I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, what I know we've seen bits of what he's going to wear, but I, I definitely think he could pull off anything and look great. Yeah, I, I'm also just really looking forward to Doctor Who being back on the TV. Do, do we know what day it's going to be uh, broadcast? We've got no. the rough... Is it going to be Saturday's game? That's what I would really like. Saturday evening, getting in front of that TV, putting the volume up really loud when the theme music goes over. I mean, that that's what I really miss about Doctor Who, being really excited for it on a, on a Saturday evening. So... Mm. Yeah, go on, Siki. No, I was going to say the specials, I believe, are either going to be shown over a three-day period culminating on the 23rd of November, which is the 60th anniversary. Uh, so that might happen. If that doesn't happen, it's going to be a weekly uh, show, but nobody said what day. The new series, uh, again, nobody's mentioned what day it's going to be shown. The, 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 the biggest suggestion you might get, actually, uh, the, uh, the way to find out Disney when they go around um, they usually release uh, do a release schedule for stuff months in advance sometimes so uh, you might find when they might be releasing Doctor Who uh, when they go around release they go around releasing their schedule uh, so I'm looking forward as Wall said Shooty Gatwa uh, on the roll uh, I think he's going to be excellent because I've uh, as Deb's watched uh, seen him in sex, sex Education, I've seen him in that, and he was excellent all the way through that. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to his portrayal. I'm also looking forward to the clothes, as Andrea says, because he can wear anything. And he, he goes to all these um, parties, and uh, and he's in such flamboyant gear. Uh, I mean, the, the, the stuff that he wears, I would never, never be able to put it off, but him, he looks magnificent in it, and I just think uh, he, he can, as Andrew says, he can wear anything, and he, he he just look absolutely smashing. I just do think so. I'm looking forward to that. Right, so thank just you. Just so Suki, I think you can wear anything as well, apart from that horrible Liverpool top that you wear, which just makes you look atrocious, really. Yes. I've always says, wanted to say that, really, about your fashion choice. Says the woman who's sitting there in uh, a Leicester, t Leicester City T-shirt, which is really, really grating on the eye. And I've, I just thought I'd scrub that uh, part of my laptop right out of the picture and just have your <laughs> face without the shirt. And then that getting really kinky. I was just going to say, I've worn a, a Deep Space Nine hoodie to a Doctor Who podcast, so, you know, it's kind of like, Bringing a knife to a gunfight, this really isn't it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very nice you, 
You do look like you've got a sonic screwdriver there, though, Andrew. Every time you <laughs> you breathe in, it's glowing blue on the end. Looks a bit like David Tennant's sonic screwdriver. Well, there you go. That's that's what I'm going to tell the, if the kids at work catch the beeping out if Doctor Who <laughs> comes back into the uh, the common vernacular and just say, "No, kids, it's just me sonic screwdriver." <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, I'm going to draw this to an end because I can. I, I haven't told you this, guys, but I haven't told the around the console people that we are actually hijacking their podcast. So they might come <laughs> through the door in a minute and kick <laughs> us out. So if please leave the premises as quickly and as quietly as possible without alerting them. Right. So say your good boys very, very quietly. So I'd like to say thank you to Bruce, Deb, Andrea, and Drew for joining me on Around the Console. Thank you very much, guys. Bye. Bye. Who's in here? Get out! Quick! Get out! They're on the way! Get out! <laughs> Thank you for listening. And you can find us all on Twitter as a group. You can find us on at TrekThisOutPod. Or you can go to our Facebook page at TrekThisOut. Just uh, Google that. Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter as uh, Sidemat underscore 151. So you can find me on Twitter as at Vintage1983V if you're into Star Trek shitposting um, and a lot of other thirst. Um, if you particularly like to follow me Star Trek art, um, have a look on Instagram for Vin of the Basement. Uh, and I'm just Lofty, L-U-F-F-D-E-E on Twitter. But if you are interested in knowing our obsession about Jason Isaacs, um, you can find me, Kat and Andrea posting weird stuff about Jason Isaacs. Hashtag Team Basement. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as 23BDI.